and Sarah's like, I'm like, what's the most awkward Thanksgiving? She's like, today. Absolutely today. <laughs> it was it happened, Grace, I remember it like it happened three hours okay. ago. <laughs> Welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I'm stuffed with Thanksgiving dinner. We are reporting to you from my parents' place in Paducah, Kentucky, after just having had, I would say, a very successful Thanksgiving dinner, but we haven't had dessert yet. We haven't, and I'm a little antsy for that because I baked the pies, so I hope that people like them. Mm -hmm. But we had a delicious Thanksgiving dinner, and we had a very full table, which was so sweet. Yes, and we're excited to bring you some of the the flavor of the conversations had on this very special family episode of the podcast. We're going to be sharing my family members with the house guests. This feels like a, a big introduction, a big moment. Some of you will already be familiar with my mom. She's already been on here before, but never like this. She's had one Bloody Mary in her and who knows what she'll say. <laughs> I'd like to just make a little comment before we we get into introducing people about dinner, because there's something surprising that happened today. Hmm. The turkey was the star. It was. And usually I feel like sides are really the star. Yep. But so we did a turkey breast. We did not cook a whole turkey. We mm-hmm. just got the boob. Just the boob. And we... Uh, the sweet meat. Yep. <laughs> mm. Sweet meat. And um, Don't eat while you listen to the show today. Just... I would recommend, probably not. I was in charge of cooking it for the right amount of time and doing some basting. Oh, the basting. The sweet, sweet basting. Mm -hmm. Juicy fruit. Yeah. (laughs) And juicy fruit. Honestly, it was, I've never really cooked a turkey. I've kind of been like flirting with veganism and vegetarianism for most of my adult life. So I just had never cooked a turkey, but I did it, got Mm -hmm. in the festive mood. And I think it turned out really well. I, I, like I said, I think it was really the star of the table but you haven't had the pies yet that is true we have not had the pies yet but soon we will and we had some breakfast pies this morning that my mom ordered out which were really good and my aunt my mom's eldest sister was there with us today oh my gosh my dad has had a slideshow playing on a rogue monitor that he's found and a photo just came up of my mom with uh, her dog is a puppy, and that oh was incredibly gosh, that was so cute. cute. Baby yeah, Manu. I keep getting distracted during this recording because Grace's dad just has a family slideshow going at all yeah. times. Completely chaotic, absolutely <laughs> out of order. It's like wedding photos. Oh, there's screen- me doing stand up. Grace doing doing stand up comedy. There's screenshots of random things. There's, he has. There's a, oh, here we have a photo old from the 1940s. photos from the forties. There's. Yeah pictures of puppies. We should interview him about the slideshow later. Definitely. So, lady, walk me through a little bit of the thought behind the episode today and how we're going to incorporate all the many personalities under this roof, under our roof. Yeah. Oh, there's you with Whataburger in How does he Texas. have that photo? He must have screenshotted it. a few it. months ago. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so we, with this episode, are trying to just give a little showcase of Grace's family, of life out here in the heartland. We're in Western Kentucky. And kind of like a Thanksgiving table, there's going to be a bit of everything. This is going to be coming out after Thanksgiving, but we're still in the festive fall mood mm-hmm. and in the mood for family time. So I just thought we could share a little bit of how wonderful your family is. I think a lot of people over the years, um, both through the podcast and through various- There's my dad with Amy Grant. Oh, wow. It's fun. Through the podcast and through other things, we've gotten a lot of questions about like, 
Are your families affirming? Do your family support your relationship? Mm -hmm. What are your relationships like with your parents? And we're actually going to be going to my parents' house in Raleigh, North Carolina for a week in December. But right now we're in Kentucky and oh, there's a screenshot of Grace's album art. Cool. That's just Preacher's Kid. And then anyway, I think we're we're going to also interview my family. But for now, since we're with Grace's family, I just think it'll be really sweet to kind of show the dynamic because I do think it's special and I hope people enjoy hearing from your family members. I'm sure they will. So we're going to try and uh, catch them one by one and ask them some questions about how their holiday season is going and what they're thankful for and perhaps some insight or funny stories that they may want to share with you. And I hope that this episode finds you well and that some of the the warmth and chaos from my family can inspire some warmth and chaos in your own life. So we'll be back in a little bit with a family member. We don't know which one yet, but it'll be a fun surprise for everybody involved. Giving up, I'm giving up slowly I'm blending in so you won't even know me Apart from this whole world that shares my fate Okay, so turns out, first up is Kempton and his fiance Sarah. I or, was going to say, this is a very exciting first guest. We is. said we didn't know who we were going to find after the break. We, we have We have the hottest interview in town, I think. We have Kempton and his new fiance Sarah. This I, is our first time meeting Sarah. It too. is, and I'm pretty sure we're the first podcast to interview them as an engaged couple. Wow, wow, wow. Is this an Under Our Roof exclusive? Have you been interviewed? That's my first question. Have you been interviewed by any other podcasts? No, Grace. <laughs> Okay. All right, good. Now, so now that we have confirmed that we have the exclusive, would both of you like to introduce yourselves and maybe say what your favorite dish at Thanksgiving was today? Yes, and make sure to lean in close to the mic. Don't hold it. I hold it. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Kempton Baldridge, Kempton Baldridge Jr., and I am a Marine Personnel Specialist with Subcom after doing Merchant Marine stuff for... A few years, and my favorite side dish at Thanksgiving would... Well, it could be any dish. Oh, favorite dish? Mm-hmm. No, it's, no, no, no. It's a Thanksgiving. Oh. A Thanksgiving one. Honestly, a good green bean casserole. Because it's the... Fr- we didn't have that this we year. We didn't have that. <laughs> no, we did not. But when done correctly, the crunchy French fried onions from French's are pretty great. And today's episode of Under Our Roof is brought to you by French's Crunchy Onions. <laughs> All right, Sarah, introduce yourself and tell us what was something that you enjoyed today eating at Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm Sarah. I'm Kempton's fiance. Um, and I truly enjoyed the um, stuffing that we made today. You know what? Actually, Sarah, let's go a little bit further on that. Tell us about the stuffing um, and the preparation behind it and, and just your process there. The stuffing was a uh, labor of love. <laughs> I was provided with some um, beautiful, uh, fresh ingredients today. It was a little bit of a um, untraditional process, but you know what? I think in the end, with uh, it had the right amount of crunch and uh, tang and, and zest and, and all that really, really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's always a, a big thing to come to a family's Thanksgiving and then offer a new dish as well. That was definitely a dramatic and I think a huge payoff at the Baldridge table today. Yeah. You know what's funny though? What? This is so Sarah's joining the family, new to the family. I've been in the family, I guess, for a few years now. But it's actually my first time having Thanksgiving with your parents. Really? That can't be true. It's true. Yes. 
When would I have? I don't know. I just feel like you should have by this I point. I know, I should have, but I feel like everything got a bit stunted because, number one, we live thousands of miles away from our parents, and number two, COVID. Yes, so, excellent yeah. point, excellent point. Never have I ever had Thanksgiving with the Baldridges, but it's been really special. Yes, it has been very special. I'd like to bring it back to our guests. I would like to know from them, what is the most awkward Thanksgiving conversation that they have ever had to witness or participate in or participate in or in the case of kempton initiate i was about to say <laughs> probably and grace you you can speak to this because we've had at least a couple thanksgivings with our uncle george dixon boughton baldridge jr otherwise known as uncle booty he's definitely brought up some awkward conversations about conspiracy theories conspiracy theories how we're all gonna die uh honestly it's sort of a take your pick i remember reading a thing that talked about the political spectrum being a horseshoe where the far left and far right basically like you know how a horseshoe doesn't actually meet and there's this abyss in the middle where people where things that just fall through the cracks our uncle's probably off the abyss off the abyss he's in the abyss all right, Sarah, what about you? Is there a, a, an especially awkward Thanksgiving memory or conversation that you would feel comfortable to share with our listeners today? So I have to be honest, I've only ever really had Thanksgiving with my nuclear family, which is consists of uh, three daughters and myself. Today, when your sweet, sweet father started crying about <laughs> an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, I didn't know how to react. Um, you, I think... <laughs> Sarah's Wait, like, I'm dying that Sarah's like, I'm like, what's the most awkward Thanksgiving? She's like, today. Absolutely today. <laughs> it was, it happened, Grace, I remember it like it happened three hours okay. ago. Can I say this? So somebody's going to look up this Eleanor Roosevelt quote and know the full context. However, oh, we have to find What out. I heard was... Someone died for me today. I thought he was speaking of Jesus because your dad is That's an Episcopal I priest. I thought it was like no, a but prayer. as the time went on, I realized that he was speaking of military, like military people. So then I started saying, "Get up, get up, <laughs> salute the flag," <laughs> making you laugh. And then your dad was like, "What's so funny?" He was so. What is so? He's like, "What's so funny about military sacrifice?" I was like, "Absolutely not." Um. Okay. Sure. So. I, dare I ask Let, your no, thoughts? No, no, no. no. Okay, fine. Air them out. Just no, my no, my th- because like dad's not wrong. I mean, it's it's come. It's just from a completely different era. Like I understand where dad's coming from with Eleanor Roosevelt and the Greatest Generation and World we were War Two. If she was a lesbian or not. And yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about both Eleanor Roosevelt. Wait, wait, wait. Let's wait, wait. Pause for a moment. I think Sarah can provide some very important context Sarah. for how this conversation started and where my dad took it. We were simply discussing whether Eleanor was um, a lesbian or not, and then <laughs> quotes started flowing from Grace's uh, mother's sister and uh-huh. Mr. Baldridge, and this got real, real deep for yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, and the thi- it's and- the pipeline to gay question mark to military service that you didn't think but could happen. Here's the, but here's the thing, and let me act as like Dad's sort of translator because I do. I always understand the love and and sentiment that that it's coming from. And Dad really, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt, whether she's gay or not, is irrelevant. She was still a great woman, and and there are a lot of great quotes. And Dad just really wanted. Even if she was gay, she was still a great woman. Is was what Kempton's saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but I mean, like, what's but what's funny because. I, I understand where dad's coming from, which is that like... There are a lot of gays in the military. Yeah, sure. 
No, but he wanted to focus on like the the the, the beautiful words and the things really that she did. Up. He just got really choked up about it because well, because he's a chaplain. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So maybe we should think of a new question. Yeah, let's ask maybe just so we can make sure we get everyone in. Let's ask okay. one more question and okay. then we'll let y'all enjoy your evening. Ooh, this should be maybe a wedding question. I was just going to say, so I feel like we have a good amount of listeners who are either engaged or getting engaged soon or newly married. What are y'all most excited about uh, for married life and being married next year? That's an interesting thing. I mean, because Sarah and I have been living together for a couple of years now. It's it's just nice to think about, I don't know, going on a on on a big adventure of life together honestly that's i know that that sounds cliched and 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 said and uh, tr- uh and true and whatever cliched really yeah uh sarah's a lot of fun and um we have and we we have our own little i don't know inside jokes and memes and all that stuff and she's uh i i, I well okay and if we're talking about immediate i have not told her about our uh, the, the honeymoon is a surprise, so I am looking forward to mm. having Europe. that be our first. Okay, so she knows that it's in Europe, but that's she doesn't know what. Europe's still a pretty decent-sized <laughs> continent. There's a lot of activities, but yeah. And Sarah, what are you excited about with married life? Honestly, I don't think a lot's going to change. I'm going to have another ring on my finger and another um, name added to my name. Fun fact, I am not getting rid of Erickson. So I'm going to be an Erickson Baldridge. So that should be a long and interesting thing. But I really don't think a lot's going to change. Um, We have a very established life in Baltimore and a cat and a house. And um, I have now met Kempton's entire family. So I think it's just kind of going to continue the way it is, but a little more sweet. And um, yeah, just a little, just a deeper connection, I guess I'd say. Well, Sarah and Kempton, we are honored to have this exclusive interview on Under Our Roof. Listeners, you won't hear this type of insight anywhere else. About to be on Demois, I have no doubt. Demois. We have the exclusive first (laughs) look at this couple. And if you get other interviews, we'll always be the first. We will always be the first. And after the break, we're going to bring you another hot family member. I mean, like hot like in in demand but also i mean everyone in your family is hot very here, attractive that's the thing. like everyone here is hot so get ready for some something like that after the break okay. yep <laughs> all right she's got her hands around my throat Okay, we're back with our second, or I guess third guest, mm-hmm. Grace's mom, A Isabel. fan favorite. Fan favorite. I was going to say, we should have hyped this up a little bit more. I know. Have some buildup. You've heard from her in the past. You've loved her words. She's had jokes for days. She's had insight. She's Chauncey the Gardener. She's Chauncey the Gardener. That is a under our roof, deep cut inside joke. She roasts the hell out of everybody, mostly me. She is the sassy baby bird witch that we know as my mom. And so without further ado, the hostess with the mostest this Thanksgiving, Isabel Baldridge, please introduce yourself and tell us something that you enjoyed eating today from our table. Hi, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving to to you all. We've had a wonderful day. It's been so easy. I've enjoyed my role as really, you know, barely a sous chef, but certainly chief... uh, a cleaner upper, which gives me great pleasure to make, you know, order in my kitchen and keep that dishwasher churning. 
But my favorite dish had to be the sweet potato casserole for sure. I was just scraping it, you know, three minutes ago. And, and I thought, well, it's no big stretch to know why you like it so much. It's the sugar, sugar, sugar. Yay, sugar. Well, tell us a little bit about the sweet potato casserole, because I think that that is the first time we've had it on our table, but I've had it at other people's Thanksgivings before, and I've always loved it. And I was so surprised pleasantly to see that we had an order of it coming in from Midtown Market today. So so tell me how that came to be. Well, they had a choice of sides to have. And sweet potato casserole was one of them. And I know how tasty it is with the marshmallows on top. And, you know, even if they were not entirely uh, visible, as they may not, not may not have been, you know, they, they melted right in to the uh, top of the casserole. So sweet potatoes with, I'm sure, you know, brown sugar, various spices, cinnamon, um, maybe some Cairo syrup, what else, you know, butter, um, it's just, it's almost like more of a dessert. It's its like a, a, a pudding that you could warm up. You could just put it in a bowl um, with whipped cream or vanilla ice cream and have it as a dessert. Another question we've been asking was, if you have a memory of an especially awkward, hopefully hilariously awkward Thanksgiving dinner conversation that you would feel comfortable to share. In all your years of life, has there ever been a Thanksgiving dinner conversation that you can remember being like, get me out of here? Oh, gosh, Grace, you really stretch my my mind. Nothing jumps into mind immediately. Sorry, honey. No, that's okay. I can give one. Okay. Okay. So maybe this will will bring something up into your memory. Lizzie's going to share. So I remember as a kid, an uncle who will remain nameless, even though he's, I love him. He's just nameless because he, I don't have necessarily his permission to share his name. We were all around the Thanksgiving table, and us kids who were young at the time found out that he'd been married before. And we hadn't, you know, my parents were not divorced. They are still together. We weren't that familiar with divorce because not a lot of people in our family had gotten divorced. And so I didn't know because he was remarried. So as a kid, it was like came up that he had had a wife before. And us kids were like, oh my gosh, like, you got married before? How old were you? He was like, oh, I was 18. And we were like, oh my gosh, wow, that is quite a story. What happened? And he was like, oh, she let me take naked pictures of her. So I decided to marry her. (laughs) And my dad was like turning beet red, like, don't tell the kids about this. And at that same Thanksgiving, he also told us about how he used to feed his uh, pet rabbit uh, weed. Wow, that is an eventful Thanksgiving. Eventful, that poor rabbit. Oh, that makes me sad when, when animals are, are given, you know, um, mind-altering drugs. Well, do we know how weed affects the minds of rabbits? Like, we don't really know this, do we? No, Grace. But, you know, I mean, just have a heart and just think that it's not a nice thing to do, okay? You know, because they love grass. So why wouldn't they like weed? Well, they probably would like it, but we just don't know what it would do to their brain, you know, and it might confuse them. And I raised rabbits as a child, so I'm, you know, do have a special feeling towards them. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things. Maybe they feel a little bit sick, but maybe it doesn't alter their mind. I don't know. I've always heard the stories of like uh, dog, like frat house dogs that are like alcoholics, basically, and they love drinking beer. And that is pretty sad. That is sad. Okay, I take back any sort of excitement I had before. That that is sad. Mom, we have a specific question that we've been waiting for you 
to answer only because we've had this kind of this curiosity, if you feel comfortable to share, who are some of your celebrity crushes? Because you mentioned, I think before, or maybe I mentioned that you find NBA player Devin Booker very handsome. And so we were wondering if you had any celebrity crushes that you would want to share with the listeners. Well, uh, sure. Uh, William Hurt, the actor, I've had a crush on. I was surprised to hear that uh, recently he's in some new movie, has, uh, you know, maybe not a starring role, but he's in a new movie because I thought it was completely off the scene. And um, let's see, definitely uh, uh, The Beatles. And I'm just trying to think, I mean, I went through phases of having crushes on almost every one of them, but I, I'd get, I'd say the most constant one was Paul McCartney. And um, I was just thinking about him in the kitchen, as a matter of fact, a few minutes ago. <laughs> You know why? Because actually your father is listening to some Beatles music. He's listening to that thing on Disney Plus, you know, and we've been seeing clips of it. So that's why I was thinking about it. And then I heard uh, Terry Gross interview him on um, Fresh Air and then, and you know, and heard that he was turning 80 in, in June. And I was thinking about, you know, his rebound. Well, anyway, I won't go into it. About how basically he's the one that got away. Hardly, Grace. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put it that way. But um, I think he's a beautiful human being, you know, uh, you know, and with an extraordinary talent like the rest of the world. Well, what about what about any NBA stars that you would say you're, you're crushing on respectfully? Well, Devin Booker, because I think that he is, um, he has a quiet, unassuming way about him. And I like that. And I never knew that he was really a rising star. You know, I happened to, to take note of him for reasons outside of his being a, a good basketball player. And then, you know, very soon thereafter, I started reading more and more. So um, I was, you know, I've been disappointed that uh, he was dating uh, Kendall Jenner, as as I've told you, Grace, a number of times, you know, just because I, I think... I think, you know, falling in with, with that, you know, sort of, it almost seems like, you know, a thing, thing you know, that so many of these, uh, the, the players do, you know, is falling in with that family. And you're just <laughs> because they date a lot of NBA players. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I, I also think that if you want to, you know, a career, a successful career in sports often does translate into entertainment. So that's kind of all I think about it, that he's probably wanting to work in entertainment as well. And Kendall Jenner is works in entertainment and their circles have intertwined and it's a mutually beneficial relationship for both of them. So you mean Devin Booker is thinking about working in the entertainment industry after basketball or when your basketball career is over, which is pretty short lived, you got to be out of there by 40 pretty much a lot of them like to work in entertainment, like sports media. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and that, that would be in Los Angeles. And so a relationship with oh. someone that is, is working out there makes a lot of sense. But what I'm hearing, mom, is that you're fabulously jealous. <laughs> I'd say I'm disappointed <laughs> that he's not, you know, I like the stories of, uh, of you know, the NBA players is as famous as they are, I like the stories of when they marry their hometown girls. Fair enough. I think that's kind of more of a romantic storybook type story, too. But I guess the heart wants what it wants. The heart it wants, wants Kendall what it Jenner. wants. And the heart wants beautiful Kendall Jenner. Yeah. So 
But you heard the spicy take here from Isabel herself. I guess we should go out on one last question for my mom, which is what is something that you're Actually, I have two questions. The first one, Mom, is what is something that you are thankful for this season? Well, I'm certainly thankful for uh, my children and Lizzie and Sarah being here for Thanksgiving. I'm definitely happy uh, about that. I don't know. One of the things I've been thinking about recently, you know, I'm thankful for prayer because you know, I, I don't I don't pray nearly enough, but I'm just aware that it's a channel uh, that is real. And I'm, of course, always pleased when prayer is answered. But I feel um, so confident in God's plan for me that when it's not answered, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm disappointed, but I really uh, turn it over to someone that knows better. So I've just been thinking about prayer and, and, and the gift that it is in our lives and how easy it is, how thankful I am that, you know, I have that other person to, you know, or being to uh, share with. I think that's a, a beautiful thing to be thankful for. And I have one last question for mom, unless you have something that you want to add. No, this has been really interesting to hear from you. So my final question, mom, is that if there's someone listening who may be navigating a difficult season with their family right now, with all the holidays and travel and everything, and maybe just feeling distant from their family for a variety of reasons, if you maybe had some encouraging words from a mom to share for them. So a difficult time for a variety of reasons. Yeah, if someone is, you know, this is a tough time of year for many people surrounding family. So I was wondering yeah. if you had maybe some encouraging words from an older generation, someone who's who's had a lot of ups and downs with family that you would want to share for someone listening. Well, I think that I believe in relationships that very often one person is uh, giving more than the other. I don't think that <clears throat> in, a, in any sort of relationship, it's just, just my feeling that I mean, certainly there are relationships where the, the giving is, is on par with each other. But what I'd su say, suggest is that you continue giving and reaching out to people you care about and people you want to be close with, you know, even if you feel the door is closed or hurtful things might be, be said that you not throw it away and, and give up, but to take the high road and continue caring and to certainly pray about it. But that's what be my advice is not not to give up because I, I've, I continue to be amazed by relationships that I thought had uh, no hope for reconciliation, that they become reconciled in some way, it might be brief, it might not be to the satisfaction of the person that has felt shut out, but it is a step forward. And these are in between people that I thought, you know, well, this is just the way it's, it's going to be. So I wouldn't give up. I would always present, you know, yourself as, as the best as you can be and understand that you might, as I say, just be giving more. And if that relationship is really important to you, that you continue to uh, keep it keep it rolling by your reaching out and and being in, in touch with them in some shape or form. 
That's really beautiful advice. It is. Yeah. It's not easy to go through that, but I think keeping the hope and the faith. Keeping the faith. Yeah. Is a really good reminder. Well, we're going to toss to another break. So when we come back, I think the only family member left is my dad. So stick around for my dad. What do you say to your mom and your dad when they ask why I'm not in your story? What do you tell to your brothers and friends they wonder Welcome back. We have our final guest and another um, exclusive. I think this is dad's podcast debut, unless I am incorrect on that. This is my dad. So dad, do you want to just introduce yourself and say what your favorite dish today was at Thanksgiving? Well, I'm uh, Grayson Lizzie's father. Um, I'm Kempton Baldridge. And my favorite dish, gosh, um, the turkey was especially uh, moist and very, very pleasing. Uh, but the turkey with the cranberry, um, that did it. But I really loved the um, sweet potato casserole. And actually, gosh, I, I just, I loved, I loved everything. Great review from We Grace's were saying yes. that the turkey was kind of a standout today. It was, which I feel like everyone always says the turkey's kind of forgettable, and then the sides are the star, and mm-hmm. I agree with that mostly, but this was a good turkey. Mm-hmm. Better than most. Mm-hmm. So, Dad, in your memory, can you tell us about an especially funny or awkward Thanksgiving encounter that you would like to share? A conversation, an occurrence an accident, a mishap through the years, whatever comes to mind. Wow. Um, None really stand out uh, apart from the Thanksgivings that were sort of missed or or just sort of uh, because uh, I remember in Belgium where Thanksgiving really wasn't observed in the same way that we did here, that was an adjustment. And, And I remember how hard we tried to impart Things that were meaningful to uh, to us, uh, to you and your brother, but it didn't didn't really succeed. I, I felt like we were pushing a rope. Dad, throughout the day, I've noticed that a monitor has popped up in our home from somewhere, and there has been a slideshow of a wide, wide assortment of photos that has just been quietly on display in different rooms throughout the house, if you recall. Yeah, the monitor has moved around. Oh, look, there's a photo of us going to see the Spurs from like 2014. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. So, Dad... I need to know the story behind the slideshow that you have assembled. What was the thought process behind the photos that you've gathered here today? It seems quite random, but I want to hear about the process and and why we we have this. Well, it occurred to me that um, that, that photos uh, are often snapshots. They're they're uh, uh, pictures of moments in time. And um, even even just watching the progression of hairstyles uh, or, or hair, lack of hair, beard, lack of beard, people with whom one is together, uh, uh, people people to whom we are connected, people who are no longer here, that person no longer here, um, 
Well, Dad, you're gesturing to a photo of me doing stand-up comedy with long hair, just because they won't exactly. be able to see. Right, right. But, but in other words, the, the passage of time, and and uh, and it reminds me of your latest release, uh, Late Bloomer. Um, <laughs> no, no. Shameless. Pl- I did not ask him to do that. No, no. But it, but uh, in other words, you say you know that girl is lovely, but uh, she she doesn't exist anymore, and that doesn't mean that doesn't devalue who that person was it 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 says that uh time does move on and that um each moment uh, has a a, an intrinsic value uh, of its own uh and that uh we're the past is prologue i think that's a beautiful way of thinking about it dad i do too i was just really soaking in your words and that's a really meaningful way to think about the past and i know a lot of people will be able to relate to that who may feel complicated about the way they used to look or present themselves to the world or even understand themselves internally. So the last question, I just asked this to mom, because I I wonder if maybe it could be helpful for anyone listening, is that, you know, the holiday season can be a very difficult time, a very charged time in the lives of... Thank you, Dad. Okay, he's (laughs) just... Pointing to a baby picture of Grace. Pointing to a baby picture of me. On the monitor, the um, providing commentary while not being mic'd. A little peach fuzz yes. on your head. There we go. Dad, we have to wait until the microphone is, this is, I don't know what kind of a fancy podcast you think this is, but they, they can't really hear you. We have one mic. We have one mic and we got to make it work. So my last question for you, Dad, is that if someone is going through a difficult time this holiday season, um, especially with regards to family and feeling, you know, distant or I guess incongruent with their family. Is that the right word to use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With their yeah. family. If if you maybe had some encouragement for them or maybe some advice in all your years on this earth. Well, uh, being thankful for what you have known. It sounds easy, uh, but uh, if, if that's a state of grace in itself. Uh, and again, a plug to Grace's past shows, but to recognize even the things that you have lost is uh, it's it reflects a certain maturity uh, and also a certain serenity that even when you have nothing uh, that uh, to to recognize that you have had something and that that you have been richly blessed in the past and that's more than than many have and if you yourself are 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 blessed now with new th- with different things than you've been within that with which you've been blessed before again a cause for celebration the aging process, uh, for example, uh, presents you with new challenges. Uh, for example, right now I've, I've got some knee pain that I've n- never had before, but uh, it makes me realize, particularly when I see the two of you going off and running, that uh, I had taken for granted uh, my mobility and the v- vitality that uh, uh, I really am richly blessed for have, have having had uh, lived so long with so little pain and and um so i guess to me that's what thanksgiving is is all about final question dad um unless lady you have something to add but my final question is mostly again back to the slideshow that we've been seeing all day why and how has there just been a photo of my driver's license circulating on the slideshow? What was the thought process there? Ooh, and then another final question. Tell us about putting up the rainbow flag in front of the house. Well, that last question first. Okay. Uh, putting up the rainbow flag, um, Kentucky has needed one, at least this part of Kentucky has, and uh, I had to special order that. Um, 
the driver's license, uh, actually, you'll, you'll notice that on that, uh, there was also a picture of your brother's uh, Merchant Mariner's license on there. So uh, we, they just happened to be on my uh, computer. And, uh, and I thought, oh, this is kind of neat, uh, because those are, these are two lo- lovely faces. And, and oh my gosh, if you're working in, in the field of, of government I- identification, you, you see a lot of faces, and a lot of them are, they have a certain sameness to them. Out of many come, those two faces uh, are certainly faces that resonate with me, and I, think, and I would like to think that there is something special about them, something unique, and um, I would hope that next time, if you ever, if you ever uh, are ever stopped and, and asked to produce your identification, uh, someone looks at that face and says, Oh, that's someone I'd like to get to know because that's certainly the way your mother and I feel. That's so sweet. Very. I was asking that question mostly as a joke, and I feel like it was just a very tender answer, Dad. What a debut on the podcast! I know. What a debut. We'll have to have you back for a full length interview another time. But thank you so much for making this Thanksgiving edition. Well, thank you for having me. This is um, this is a first, and I'm glad to know not a last. Gracie with okay, Dad. They can't again, they cannot see what is on the monitor. Um, how about you just say this? We'll see you after the break. Yes, we'll see you after the break. Wow, well, happy belated Thanksgiving from the whole crew here. We are so thankful to you for listening to our podcast. We really do have so much fun making this. We look forward to it every week and we wouldn't, it would be, I'm not saying we wouldn't do it, but it would be a little weird if nobody listened to it. So (laughs) we would, we would do it for us, but I have to say it is such a, a, a deeper enriching process to share it with you. For sure. So thank you. And whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or whether the day means nothing to you, or whether it's difficult for you, or whatever it may be, um, we are sending all our love. We hope that you feel really valuable and encouraged wherever you are. And I can't wait to edit this podcast back and find out how much I'm willing to share that my family shared. Uh, I suppose we'll see. (laughs) I guess you won't see, but... um, We just hope that this podcast left you feeling warm and fuzzy because it's that time of the year, baby. Yeah. To find all the things that make you feel warm and fuzzy and cozy. So on that note, you know, go brew yourself some tea, put on something that makes you feel good, and we'll see you next week on Under Under Our our Roof. roof. Why have we been saying that like a game show? A game show. Under Our Roof. On Under Our Roof. On Under Our Roof. I love you so sweet. Just take my head, be old-fashioned to me, and say...